Welcome to another episode of Echoes in the Bone. This episode, we have a very special guest. His name is Leo Oregio. A lot of people might not know him, but as Leo Oregio, but you might know him as Big Daddy, the one of the original video directors in the popular music scene in Jamaica, especially in the early days of dancehall music. Leo, welcome. We have a lot to talk about. Thank you, Dr. Howard, my <laughs> brother. <laughs> yeah, man. Hey, Leo and I go back way, way, way back. Uh, back in the days when we were both very young. I was a little <laughs> younger because uh, I started at about 18. We were at the, the famous Jamaica Broadcasting Corporation, JBC. Tell us about your start in the business, Leo. All right. Well, it started... It's a good segue when you talk about JBC because it started at the JBC, Jamaica Broadcasting Corporation, um, then the only TV station in the island. So that gave me a platform to really express my, you know, visual talent, mm -hmm. for want of a word. Um, because those days, you know, they used to have a lot of local productions going on at the station. Um, and I remember how I really got interested in it because I started off as a tech up um, in, in TV. But um, it all started one day, they used to have these live performances, recorded performances in the studio. Now, you know, that studio is a humongous studio, almost yeah. as big as the stadium. Um, and Pablo Moses and the revolutionaries, they were recording them. And I stood there and I was watching it because I loved music from a long time. As a youth, go dance and all them things. Mm -hmm. um, and I watched the record and I said, whoa, I love, this is what I, I love this, you know, this video thing, music, recording artists and all that. And um, at the time, Desmond Elliott, I think he was the director of production. So I went to him and said, Sir Elliott, you know, I love doing a little production in the studio, you know. And he gave me the first opportunity to record something with a group called Still Cool. And I, I called it Ras Reggae. Yeah. Was a, you know, um, just them recording live, just a little, a little thing. And it just kicked off from there. But my main interest now was that I used to go to a lot of dances. And they weren't being filmed or anything. So I said, whoa, you know, this, I don't know, film some of these things. Mm -hmm. So having access to equipment there, um, we used to take them out. Them times, yeah, um, Roy Brown. I just remember Roy Brown with Trails. Yeah, trails. Right, right, Trails. Roy, yeah. I asked Roy, I said, Roy, one day, one, I have this thing with Yellow Man, Roy, one day, you know, out by Love's Beach Club. Remember, they had Aces Hi-Fi? Yeah. Yeah, they owned this club named um, Love's Beach Club out by St. Thomas. St. Thomas, yeah. Right, and so I filmed him there, filmed Yellow Man and Tristan Palmer. Mm -hmm. and that just kind of kicked off but the sad thing about that recording was because at the time I wasn't technically all there yeah competent yet right yeah. and I had hoped that Roy Brown would have <laughs> been all there as a yeah. CD producer yeah he had the mic um with he didn't plug the mic into the sound system and the mic was in the can you remember those days he didn't have camcorders really yeah. he had the recorder by itself mm -hmm. So the mic was in the um, one of the pockets of the of the recorder. Okay. So we're we're hearing the song, but we wasn't getting the real. Yeah, it was kind of muffled. 
muffled. Yeah. So that, they just kind of put a damper on that. And then you know, from there, you know, um, because I, I, I did this um, thing with Ziggy Marley, them, What a Plot. That was one of them first songs. They were like about eight, nine them time. Eh? Mm -hmm. uh, they had this song named What a Plot, them a plot. Actually, it was Juno Beckford and Tony Robinson and Bubbles, Raymond Edwards. They had a thing, a company named BBT. You know, but I tried them thing. Um, and they, I did it and asked me to edit it, which I did. And um, we put it out on the TV. And that just kind of just spurred interest. And other people started link me and say, um, boy, you know, I want to do a video. But you must remember at that time, only the big companies were doing videos like Media Mix, um, Community CTS. With yeah, the that dog, Yeah. And nobody could afford that video. Because most of the companies were doing TV commercials anyway. They weren't interested in videos and like a small man. So I provided that access, that avenue where you know, like a young artist could have come and say, well, I could do this man. Or if I like a song, I just go do it. Just yeah. take out the camera, yeah. I would just go out and do it, you know. Just me and the cameraman, them days there. And it just developed from there. And again, because it was the one station, unlike now where you have competing platforms, everything had to go through JBC. So everybody came to me. And it just went on and on. But the first real video that really started music video in Jamaica, when I started, not in terms of production, but like as an industry where they start offering awards and all these things, was Minibus to General Trees. Mm -hmm. Because you must remember, we had Where It Sat and all these other programs that JBC produced, but they were all in the studio. Now, um, this Minibus video, we did that outdoors with all kind of angles, you know, like rather the bus driving and we're in a car shooting the bus and a skate man, a skate behind it. And we're in the bus actually with the camera and a little one, you know, they used to have a sun gun, a little sun gun at, at light up the, in the bus. So that is really kind of capture the visual imagination of people. And the first time they played that video on JBC, I'm telling you, them get about 9 million calls. I, I remember. Yeah, I remember. And, it, and then the video thing just bust out from this, so like commercial, you know? Yeah. One, yeah. Of the, one of the videos for me that I, I can remember from that time was the one scotch, one burger man. Yes. One beer, showing yes. a young Bobby Digital and, yes, and, yes. and, and a kind of unknown King Jammies at the time. Not even yes. known as King Jammies yet. It was Prince Jammies at the time. Yes, yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. Yes. Tell us about that video. That video, if you notice, that video is shoot one place, you know, in our bar, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, because what happened now, oh, I got involved with, with Prince Jamis now is because people that hear my name and say, boy, Leo, Leo, man, can do video. And I just started like a thing named Take One Video. That was my moniker. I never had a company registered or anything. Mm -hmm. I was just doing videos just for the fun of it, you know, because we had access to equipment. So that song now, um, who was it that called me? I used to link up with um, Byron Lee. Dynamic Sounds, mm -hmm. um, Delroy Morrison them. So Delroy called me and said, yo, Byron want to do some video, you know. It's not even Jamis they call me. It's Byron Lee called me and said, well, I have this song with Dynamics, I have a song with Jamis. One scratch, we want to do the video. So we're going on there and meet Jamis and thing. And we just said, all right. We did a part in this studio with Jamis and thing, you know, doing them thing and did them performing. 
And the other scene, the only other scene was in a bar of run by um Toil there, um Shalamar, a bar named Shalamar. It's right on the main Olympic way there. We shot it in there and that was it, you know. Yeah, so, wicked. All right. So the video thing start, but a lot of people don't realize that you were one of the pioneers in terms of, as you just said, uh, of shooting dancehall and dancehall activities. And this was at a time, Leo, when the dancehall was, if, if people think it was, it was shunned now, it was even worse that time. Nobody wanted to, to be associated with it. In, in, in certain circles and even within the ghetto itself and in the inner city, a lot of people were still against it and saw it as not being the kind of thing to associate it because a lot of people don't realize you know, that ghetto people are a whole heap of church people and a whole heap of people who yes, don't, yes. don't like the, 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 the nowadays thing, what, what, yes. whatever period they're talking about. Yes, so yes. tell us about some of those experiences shooting these dances and, and, and tell us some of the, the, the memorable ones for you. All right, you see, for me, as I said, because we, we weren't doing it as a business, we were just doing it for fun. Like our video shoot was like a, like a party. You understand? The artists, them, and it's not like no grand man, you have to pay a man for coming on a video or anything. Them days, the people, it was like a joy. They say, yo, come, the whole community come out. You know what I mean? Everybody involved and, you know, so it, it, it was fun. The, the, the problem now, we had the classes thing now was really getting the videos to be played. You know, producing the videos wasn't, wasn't thing because it was a, it, just like all you and the music, you know, the love of it and, 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 you know, you do your thing. It was the same thing with the video. Everybody it was just, it was just fun, man. May I tell you, when we shoot a video, it's just, that's how I can describe it. And a lot of times, you know, you see, how I, do my, how I did my videos then was like, it's just man, the cameraman. It's not like no. So your friend said, it's not like no. You know, I say I'm on a song in the chair. I say, all right, I'm cut. And I'm, you know, it's like it's like um, I am grip, directing, light. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. man, the cameraman work and I do everything. So my joy then really was was really more directing the actors, you know, because I work with cameramen who know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. So now if I said to a cameraman, watch her, give me that shot there, give me that shot there. I, my job is more directing the, the, the talent and mm. the extras and, you know, yeah. so on. But it's kind of strange from your, your, your question. Them days, they, I can just describe it as it was just a joy. It was just a joy, you know, to do it. But really, really, the problems were was getting it um, even played on the one station mm. because they didn't have a spot um, for music videos. Or a program for music, but that where it's at, you know, those kind of shows. So, um, so what they did was, and that is why, I, as mentioned, that minibus was the one because once minibus played, the station bought into it and just start playing videos now. Mm-hmm. Because I do a video, I just carry it, and then you know, it reach a time where I'm gonna look for the next video. The station I look for, it, and they used to use the videos as fillers. Yeah, I remember those days. Yeah, fillers, you know, like yeah. you know, some dead time, then just drop in yeah. a music video. And, 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 and so on. But the, 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 one of the things, the memorable things in, in the video thing, them days was that I was doing so many videos, Dennis, and like my kind of corner, a little niche for myself. Yeah. That, can I tell you, Abe Dab Doob, um, CTS and Media Mix, you know, so yeah. all of them actually start 
complaining <laughs> to JBC about Taekwon video, you know, this Taekwon video and then just thing and I mash up the business and nobody's coming to them to do videos and, and the quality and, you know, what I'm talking about, you know, yeah. the quality of the videos and that, that, that and this and that. Yeah. So that was the only real problem that I encountered at the time. Mm. And them couldn't stop it because it was like a tidal wave. Because guess what? If a man went to them to that video, it's some big box. So, so it's, they still ended up coming back to me. So basically you were a, a disruptor because what you did at that time was to make the, 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 the video and video production accessible, accessible. to, a, a, to, to, to a, a growing and fledgling uh, industry, which was, which was dancehall because you, you concentrated a lot on the dancehall up-and-coming artists of the time, the Admiral Baileys, the General Trees, the Sassafras, the, the, the Red Rose, all of these are young up-and-coming artists. So you acted like a, a kind of disruptor because they couldn't afford like a media mix or a CTS and, and, and all of that. Right. And, and, and a lot of people used to uh, love to see themselves. Uh, and, and so yes. apart, from, uh, apart from, from, from disrupting the business and, uh, and giving access to a, a, a group of entertainers, you also started to show ghetto people and they see themselves on, 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 on air. Yeah, exactly. That, I, I love that point, yeah. And accessible, accessibility is the key word, Dennis. That is what I provide at the time. Accessibility, because there was no way those people could have gotten a video made, those youths. And there's no way that was the only platform that people in the ghetto and the ordinary man, for want of a word, to get the opportunity to see himself on TV. And that's why I'm telling you that those days, people didn't just want to come in the video, they just want to come in and, you know what I mean? And, and full joy, you know? Yeah. But uh, let's look at your contribution now, because a lot of people talk about some of the pioneers in the music industry, and, and a lot of people are left out because nobody's telling the story. And your story, is a critical one because not only did you produce videos and not only did you record dances, the clashes and the, the performances that used to, to be at those particular dance, and, but you also started to record the dance hall concerts, you know? And, 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 and out of you starting that, we see other persons getting into the business and then the concept of the video light started where at every dance a video man was there. Oh but dear, yes. but Leo, you might have been the original video light man. <laughs> <laughs> probably, probably, probably. But, uh, but I, 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 I must say though, Dennis, that um, why I think I was in the forefront so much is because I was at JBC. Yeah. I had the channel, access to the channel. Uh, because even though I, in a sense, kind of started it, for want of a word, there were other persons who came in who were also doing stuff. Mm. Maybe it's just that I was more prolific. Mm. Because there are people like Atai Lee. Yeah. Um, and Milton. They were at, and O.C. Powell. They were at, um, C, remember EBS at the time? That is now CPTC. Yeah. Right? So I kind of, I kind of, struck the match 
and some other persons joined in. Um, those same people telling about Atalin, but it's just as I said, they weren't as quickly because I everybody was coming to me because they knew about me, mm -hmm. you know. Um, and what helped, what helped me too with that is the work that you people like yourself mm -hmm. and and the other people over by JBC Radio, right? When you guys yeah. start doing the same thing that I'm doing with the video, you did yeah. with the audio, you provided yeah. the platform for. Yeah. For the music, so that no, the music was getting more play now, so people want to see them video. Yeah, yeah. Tell me, look, we're talking and talking, and we only mention probably about two videos. Yeah. So give us an, a, a set of the videos, and and once you call the name, people will recognize. The yes. Song. So I'll start off. Young girl, wear your size. Lieutenant Stitchy. So yes. go down the line with some some of the videos if you can remember them. Yeah, man. Well, the first time them issue a award for music video was Minibus. And then the next year, I did it with, with, with Wear Size. Mm -hmm. But where, what I want to say about Wear Size is no, you see, when Minibus come in now, CTS and, and get the award, CTS said, yo, no, we can't make this get away. And the man bring in Trevor Bailey and do a video. At them time, that um, CTS just brought in this, this, I forget the name of the equipment. It was this digital thing that could do a lot of effects. Mm -hmm. And they did this. Thing with AJ Brown, um, all fall down. I don't know if you remember that video. Yeah, it was a video yeah. and actually like the dominoes with that chroma key and the dominoes falling and and them sweet them habit, you know. I used to lick them with wear your size. The players <laughs> <laughs> like but anyway, so so wear your size, minibus, um bounty killer, cellular phone. Yeah. Um all have been among them early video, every one of them. You know, Madeline Aguandan, um, World Dance. Yeah. World Dance actually got me a contract with, with Island Records to produce a, 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 a music video and film mm -hmm. for, um, for, for um, the CM, CM um, the, this one with Beanman about Get Out. Give me the with the wicked slam. Oh, slam, yeah. Slam, yeah. yeah. That was shot yeah. and film, you know. Yeah. So I, I, they saw World Dance. Yeah. Like, and them called me to do, to do that one. Mm. Um, and, and some more was like. Yeah, you Josie did some more stitchy. Josie Wheels now left her. Yeah. What about more stitchy? You did some more stitchy. stitchy. Yeah, stitchy. All of the early stitchy, them. Um, you did Sassafras too. So I did, the one, the stitch that was the next one that was hilarious was um, J um, Dreadlocks with that kind of living. Oh, yes. Natty Dread. Dread. Yeah. But I want to tell you about Natty Dread. It's when them time of me dread, you know? Yeah. Them time of me are relaxed, you know? Yeah. And you know, when Natty Dread make a portion of bubble come from half of the hill, you know? Yeah. I said, JBC, I demonstrate how oh, I disrespect the theater and Way, 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 and Stitchy come out and tell them, boys, that, I mean, I said, come out, not out of JBC. Yeah. You know, I say, boy, it's fun. It was all done in fun. Yeah, satire. Yeah, and then once a month, who do the video? <laughs> I said to myself, suppose I had a dread to come out and the video, and the power would have me up. You know, uh, excommunicate you. Communicate me. <laughs> um, yeah, we did that one. And that was interesting because the GLC was right at CPTC, just against a real, you know. Yeah. But all the angle that we use, it just looks like it's in a jail, you know? Mm -hmm. And um and we shall one now. Why is someone of them? 
Maybe from just call arts. Freddie McGregor, um, yeah. Push Come to Shove. Admiral Bailey. Admiral Bailey. Um, he did Jump Up. Jump Up. I didn't finish a book, book, book. Let me tell you, a book. Oh, that's, that's Bounty Killer. Shirley, Shirley. No, Shirley. This one is a book, 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 too, but Shirley. Um, the name it was, it's uh, Admiral Bailey, man. Shirley is something about same book thing. Oh, okay. A girl, take up your book and whatever. Okay. Don't right. remember it, though. Yeah. yeah. Um, which other artists them days, you know? So the, listen. Book on near them. Yeah. Where yeah. the the artists? Yeah. So that's it. The, almost everybody that you can think of at that time, from Josie Wheel, General Trees, Bounty Killer, Admiral Bailey, Lieutenant Stitchy, uh, Shaka Dimos. Uh, General Degree. Yeah. You know? All of them. I did yeah. all of them. All yeah. of them. And yeah. right up to, I was, I was doing like for all of them right up to about 88. Uh, I even did a video for, but them probably wouldn't remember this one. I did a video for Boy George. Yeah. You know, I did a video for Jimmy Cliff with the Gilbert, but that one never really because the song never really hit like old Loving Dear wanted hit. Yeah. Um um I think he just wanted I think Jimmy just wanted to do it just like a like a promo thing to use abroad. Yeah. So we did that. Um we did for Malva, for Tiger, Wanga Got. Yeah. And then Wanga Got Junior Beck for the night did that one. Um and the one about summer love is with Malvo and Tiger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come back to me. Come back to me. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm coming back to you now, Leo. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we can we can down there because we, what what we realize now is that the earth, the foundation from the early like this is from the early eighties. To the yeah. 2000, you yeah. were a major force in the in the visual yeah. uh, area of, of the industry, and and we we like myself and people like you, we were in the trenches from the early days when nobody was recognizing because in the 80s, yeah. you know, dancehall was still struggling. Dancehall, and and I'm talking about the hardcore dancehall, really came into its own in the 1990s. And by that time, you were on the top of your game in terms of telling the stories. A lot of people used to not like some of the videos because of where you shot it. But the thing is, when you look back at those videos, it is basically telling a story and showing the culture and showing a set of people that never had a voice on television. Is that, that a lot of people don't realize, you know, a lot of people never could, that you could, the only time you used to see them is on the news. Yeah. And it would be murder or demonstration. Right, but right. because of your video and the type of storytelling that you, you, you achieve, a lot of people start to see themselves and them start feel big. But can I say to you that you, you, you punch your right word there, stories. All of the songs in those days were stories. All of my videos in the 80s mm. and early 90s were like mini movies because all the songs were stories. You know, the, the, the way the songs were written is like little stories, you know, it's like a comedy, you know what I mean? But where it really changed, and I can't tell you where it really changed, was when, um, you see, when Scare Them Crew came in. Yeah. Scare Them Crew with, 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 with Impossible Train, I think that was the name of it. 
Oh no, uh, that was that was uh, Innocent Crew. In a, yeah. Innocent when, Crew. When that song came out, yeah, the thing changed in terms and of it, aesthetics. True. Yeah, and it changed visually too because yeah. by that time now, Atali's little brother Kevin Lee, Kevin Lee came in, and Kevin came with some wicked effects and some. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember, remember that scene with the, ear, with the airplane. Yeah. Yeah, that was great. That was like a war with them time there, you know? Yeah, yeah. So that is where visually the whole thing changed to from the storytelling and even the kind of song making to. Yeah. The songs were more, you know, more kind of more... More dance and, and girl, yeah, girl type. Exactly. Yeah, girl things and so on, yeah, right. Yeah. So, you know? Yeah. The there, so. And Kevin, Kevin had a run, a good run from there on. Because by that time I was really more focusing on my 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 job as a health communication specialist, you know. Yeah. So um and I and I was doing then in the in the late nineties when I joined the family planning board um, as their communications director. I I was doing a TV program called Teen Scene. Teen Scene, yeah, I remember. Yeah, that kind of really consume a visual time, you know? Yeah, yeah. I did that for a number of years, you know? Yeah, good. And it, again, it also exposed a lot of artists because it was an entertainment, edutainment-driven mm-hmm. uh, program. All right. So let, let us go back to, to tell me, tell, 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 tell the listeners and viewers what it was like back then in a in a in saying in the 80s at a dance um all right i just want to touch on the 60s because the six not the 60s the 70s growing up in school um from i reached about fifth farm up to sixth farm when i left i used to go to a lot of dances now those dances were the days when you had the dance with the selector who played the music not chat mm-hmm. you had the selector and you had the djs Right? And, you know, robot dubbing and thing. But the 80s, funny enough, is where it all started with the man over this and the woman over this, you know. When I, like, you have man, the, the man them, like Radigan and stuff from Dong Maxfield. Yeah. And they start flying and you used to have a whip a man flying and them are bring the style. Yeah, and them are bringing the style them and thing. So the styling started really in the in the in the in the late 80s because I remember I used to go out film dances at Osa Leo and you still had the little rubber dog but it, it never have so much it was more style and fashion you know a man dress up and everybody dress up and you know they have a, a crew over there so with them box boxes of Heineken and guineas and everything there. So it kind of really changed like in the 80s. Um and then no, uh, but you, but then you still had the selector, which is what I love about dancing. Even then, you still had the dances because the selector, and a lot of people don't know, the selector was a critical man to the to the thing, you know. When he mixed it, when he was mixed, you know, I mean that was just fun alone, filming him alone, you know. Cause you have some man that some some style and mix and you know mix the beat and you know Jamaican people full of flair. Yeah. yeah. And so that was fun, and you see I. Why I talk about the 70s? Because 70s, I was going to the dance. 80s, I was filming the dance. And I remember in the 70s when I was going to the dance, you know, it was a whole different ball game. You know, you have enough time dance, mash up police, read the dance, and zinc fence mash down, and people get caught up, go jail, and, you know, the Joe William deals. Yeah. Whereas the 80s now was really more, 
you know, I look at Tima, um, and yeah, the, the the young DJs then. But it 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 was fun, you know. And the fashion it, and style came into the eighties. Yes, I, I, I had people like the you remember the Gold Coast Posse, which right. was, which was Enric Jonjalas kind John of Jalas, yeah, 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 and the big and bikes want, and the big cars came in. Yeah. And 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 I want to you know say even Jonjo Jonjo was almost like the back end of it, you know, cause you'd have some man that come in before, you know, the same Radigan and them man we might tell about from out of Maxfield and some other crew. Because remember, you know, them days you have a weapon man that rinsed money, you know. Yeah. So them come in and, and put it in the music. Yeah. Yes, and so that's why I said that's where you kinda had the change, you know, in the in the kind of music that you're getting now and you know. But it was some glorious days, man. I mean, even filming, even filming stage shows, because the stage shows those days is not like nowhere. It's crafted for video. Them days, the man, you have to beg them put up some lights, you know. Ah, remember, yeah, man. Yeah, the, the shows. I, I remember these the days when we used to go, and we would ask them to put up white light so exactly. that it could it could could it make, the, make the video look good. I just exactly. struggle. I'm, yes. not, I'm talking about up to earlier, up to another you know, 2000 with, with yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember? Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, you know, so you go to the dance, them you know, man, and my tell you, like, you have praise of the spotlight are working up. Because <laughs> the spotlight are always there. I see you, you know. Yeah. They never have the lighting for the video. So, you know, so it was really, it was really something else. And those days, you know, you just had a set of people work that are keeping like a series of show every month. Mm-hmm. Uh, this guy from from Crazy Jim, I forget his name. He was keeping a lot of shows. It, I think his show was was it Reggae Carnival or Reggae Train? Yeah, that's yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah, do you remember Bramwell? Yeah, Bramwell. Bramwell yeah. had was um his one was I think was Reggae Reggae something other. Yeah. So Bramwell, this guy Brown. Mm. Um, I had a, a couple other people, even bigger four, they used to keep him sure Christmas yeah. morning. So yeah, Isaiah like used to keep that. dances, and, and, and of course, right. then you had yeah. the yard and broad people. Um, right, then you had the, 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 Jim, the Jim Brown. What, what I'm sure is the Brown. name again? What I'm sure is the name again. Uh, the one at Fort Clarence. Oh, um, it, you're not talking about um, the, the you mean the one them keep annually? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, read them again. Yeah. But it, it slipped me right now. But that was a big thing, big big thing too. Right, and then you had uh, some man we, we used to keep down some Walter. What them name again? Some racers, some foreigners, some foreign youth again too. Forget them name. I remember a crew from Walter. I know that was that. Not no, that was that was Maxfield, uh, California, California. Yeah, that and was that, an yeah. annual thing too. Yeah, forget the name of them music. But yeah, a lot of those type of people, you know? Yeah. Even the dances I used to film, it's like just man flying with the money. Yeah. And a super dance. Yeah. You know, um, world world promotion and all them people. Well, like well, Leo, you realize at that time, for a really long time, it was it was a party central in Kingston and you know, all over Jamaica, you know? Because you had so many dances. You yeah. had the sessions uh, that was kept during the week. You had the, the round robin sessions, that was another thing. Then you had the dances on the weekend, and then you had the annual, or the monthly dances, and then you had the annual one, even Christmas. At yeah. one point, I remember as a DJ, like a yellow man or a papa son, would have seven shows in, in the island 
on the one night, you know? One night, yeah. As, yeah. as a, I, as a MC, would, 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 would have a, a, a running order and a papa son or a yellow man would come to you and say, hey, I have to be in Spanish town, you know, so put me on now. No, yeah, yeah. Spanish yeah. town, I forgot Montego B. And then after I go Montego B, I forgot me grill. So, beg you. And so it was, as, as MCs and, and, and as, as a person like yourself who used to shoot, you would hear the, the conversations behind stage. People say, no, put me on now, man. Put me yeah, on now. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. me have a whole lot of shows to go, go deal with. Now, nowadays, look, what's happening? Why reach to the point where, apart from COVID, that we don't really have any kind of constant entertainment and, 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 and you know, shows and parties and all of them stuff there. Every, what, what is it? It, is it, what, it became too commercialized or what? Yeah, I, in a nutshell, I think so. You know, I think it's just all about the business. Because even back in the days with the whole thing, it was almost like a culture thing, you know? No, it's not really a culture thing. It's more like a, a commercial thing. They still want to say it's culture because, you know, it's the lifestyle of the people, flossing and all that. But yeah. I think it does depend. I love to talk about back in the days what I call the Irish culture, which was more indigenous, more, you know, more Jamaican, more roots, more, you know, that was the basis of everything, just being this rootical Jamaican thing. Because even though with all the things going on, it, it's got this kind of foreign feel to it, you know, like the flossing and the, the water pool and the, the water parties and the, you know. The style. Yeah, and all them something there, you know, and the, the water gun thing and all them. So it's kind of mimicking the, 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 the um, college circuit kind of shows, like, you know. Um, yeah, so I think in Jamaica it was more, even the dressing, you know, Dennis, even yeah. the dressing back in the days when the way I got dancing. You know? I mean, it was so red, gold, and green, and I'm on them, you know. It was that, even though now you're dressing, but you're dressed foreign style, them days it was more kind of more, because I remember even as a youth, you know, you have on your peacock. Yeah. You get, you get all, go down, look clean, and you buy a pencil in them, and you know them things that you get yeah. out of your neck, and, You're turning on old pants. Aye. <laughs> Cough. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And all them things. So it was, yeah. I think it was more to me, uh, anecdotally, it was just some more kind of, Local feel to the whole thing, you know, community spirit kind of thing, you know. Because when something keeps in your community, everybody turn out and support it. The only time you have a little problem is like if it's some era where you know you know you start ganging and that some maybe two gang buck up or something, and you know it's problem. But apart from that, it was just niceness, man. Yeah, you think the the noise abatement act had any uh, have anything to do with the the kind of uh, reduction in the entertainment and the nightlife of, of Kingston and other urban areas? Yeah, probably because back even in the 80s then, people don't go dancing. They wasn't going to dance midnight and one in the morning. People was leaving the dance two, three in the morning. They might occasionally find a dance go until in the morning, peter out in the morning. Mm. But this thing where people are turn out at 10 o'clock or, or midnight, I think it, it was just kind of weird, you know? Yeah. So it was never fit into the, the the sleeping pattern for whatever word of people. Yeah. You know, um, policy wise, with the nice abatement act, um, I think it's a good thing. You know, honestly, Dennis, I think it's a good thing. But what I think messes it up sometimes is 
when you listen to a dance now and you, you select a more than music and a pure bad word in my personal thing. I think that turn off people. I think if you're hearing musical like you, you get the complaints you're getting. But you, sometimes in you know, my bed, I listen to some dance and a pure bad word, man. You're yeah, yeah. music, you know. Yeah. I'm gonna tell the boy and I get along with you. Know, yeah. I think those things diff, um, are, are deterrents to the improvement of the. Yeah, uh, you are even acceptance of the nice abatement acting. Cause the, the nice thing of work, I mean, you, you can play a musical night and disturb people. Yeah. But if you can organize it in such a way that it, you know it. Yeah, but you made a, a good point. You 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 said that one of the shifts that maybe is part of the problem is the fact that we, we, the behavior in terms of what time you go to a dance shifted, and it kind of get things out of whack. Because remember. A dance start in the back in the day, you know, by 11 o'clock, you know, a dance are bubbling. Yeah, it's a almost bubble. a peak. Yeah. You know, you, you, yeah. people, people start turn up like about 8 o'clock. 8 o'clock, yeah. And they, they, they stay outside because if, they, if the right selector or the yeah. right DJ don't show, up. Dance, don't show up yet, they're not going to go in. But yeah. once they see, like, a, you know, Admiral Bailey and a Papa Sand, yeah. Or a stitchy enter the dance, or a particular selector like a Danny Dread enter the dance. Now people start coming. So by yeah. the time, and that will be usually about ten o'clock or so. so o'clock, dance up one. No, yeah. them call this early one. Early one going until all two o'clock. Right, exactly. So it, it it just it don't make any sense. At, it's several times I go to the party, I go to dance, you know. And I have to leave in it because nothing is happening. I mean, I, yeah. I'm not going to stay out until two o'clock and three o'clock just to yeah. enjoy myself. So exactly. that's a, that's a critical part. Of yeah, I think so. Problem. We need to get back to that kind of thing where everything finished by two. That means when two come, you, you thoroughly enjoy yourself. Mm-hmm. You understand? You know. Yeah. It, it, so yeah. I so what do you think about uh, music videos now? Is it still important? And it. it what do you think about the quality and the creativity of music videos now? All right. Um, it's two things. You can't, you can't make sense out of nonsense. Meaning, if the song not saying nothing, if the song is not saying anything mm. sensible, there's not much you can do with it, more than maybe play around with it visually and all kind of effects. Um, in terms of quality and everything, picture quality is there because every equipment nowadays, every camera, even look at 200 HD camera, I give you some wicked quality picture. My problem is, yeah, my problem is, is, is the mother say it's not the size of the tool, but is the how you use it. Mm. That to me is the problem because. A man now can just take up a camera now and start with and tell him a director and him way, 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 and him, you know, and I tell you how much video him shoot. But if you look at it really, um, a lot is missing. Technique-wise, a lot missing. You know, you have some people who take the time out to learn the craft and, yeah. you know, good angles, how to make a thing flow and look smooth, you know. Um, but because all the songs them saying the same thing nowadays, all the videos them look the same to me. You know, some man have to rub out them and mingle. Mm. And the artists with them in, in more crew behind him. You know. I mean, you still have some, some people doing great works, you know. But yeah. I'm speaking generally. Generally, I, 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 I don't see much happening in terms of, like, start going into the creativity and so on. It's just a few 
who know what they're doing, who to me, you know, really um, present them. So the art of storytelling is not there? No. And it's because they don't know it. A lot of them don't know it. Because a lot of them is hustling you now, you remember you know. It's the easiest way for man to eat a food right now, you know. They get a camera and just go shoot a video for a man. You understand? You know, and, and, and that's it. Mm-hmm. So, how you see the music itself generally nowadays? Because you alluded to the fact that a lot of the music not saying anything. How you see the music with the kind of legacy and the impact that our music has had in terms of reggae music, in terms of Bob Marley, in terms of um, even even dancehall in a sense, because dancehall has is 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 has made some inroads, not the, the kind of inroads that we expect, because most of the the, the, the quote-unquote success of dancehall is through people like Sean Paul, Shabarangs, and Shaggy. And the songs that they did to get that kind of impact were not necessarily real dancehall. It was like a, a watered-down R&B type of vibe. So how do you see us? moving forward, is, is Jamaican music waning or is it still strong and is it going to get bigger and better? Um, again, it brings me back to this agriculture thing, um, our red, gold and green culture, our roots culture, whatever you want to call it, that evolved naturally among Jamaican people over the years where we have our own self-identity. I think we're in an identity crisis right now because musically, it don't feel Jamaican. Because when a man say feel Jamaican, no, a man talk about like, I call them youth, you know, I sing them, sang them, with it, pop out a gun and, mm. and the bleach out, look, you know, the image there. To, yeah. to, that ain't Jamaican, man. It, it, we have an identity problem. Because all this thing when they're trapped now, they're really trapped because they're trapped into this thing you now of, of kind of mimicking the, 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 the hip-hop style over so. You know, with the, the everybody, the crazier you look and the, the, the weirder you look is the more attention you get. I think the music more deal with attention than 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 rhythms and, and, and them kind of something, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I would say the same. I, I, I agree with you, but I'd say that we would probably have the same crisis in, in other genres of music, even in America. I, I, I find that the music lacks kind of, it, kind, it, it lacks depth. It kind of, you know, just, just uh, whimsical in terms of most of the output, you know. You have, you know, it's about just a feel-good kind of vibe. I guess it's a, it's, 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 it's a, a sign of the times. Uh, right. But you, you think that our music will, will survive, though, in terms of sustaining itself. Well, Jamaica as a brand lock already, you know. Jamaica as a brand, we already, the reggae and the, the rust and all these things kind of give Jamaica this mystique in the world already. That I don't think we'll lose that. But I think as time goes by, you see all this next generation are coming now. They're not really having an identity. They're not identify with anything local as such. You know, everything now, is them being, the, the mindset is being formed through social media happenings. And those kind of things. So it's not local. It's not like in Jamaica where man, even the youth them know. You know, you're not seeing the youth or go outside and not do anything Jamaican, you know, upscotch, this, that, that. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. that kind of, you know, that Jamaican nest that we have from a long time. I know that I know them say change is 
things come with changes, but the change that we come into now is not anything that we enforce in our Jamaican-ness. It's more being something else that's being given to us. And we're working, we're trying to develop something from that, you know. So, I, to be honest, I think we, we, things are not looking good. <laughs> that, that's not a, yeah, well, it's kind, kind of a, kind, kind of a, uh, a sad situation right now. Well, listen, the thing is for me, Jamaica always rebound. We always kind of survive. We always find a way to sustain ourselves. But the thing is now, I'm hoping that instead of just surviving, we start thriving. And, and, and I'm still hopeful that that will come about. And the fact that people like you, uh, you know, lay the foundation in a sense, in terms of, you know, kind of picking up our culture and exposing a part of our culture that for many decades, in terms of black, black people and poor people, uh, expression was suppressed. And, and, and so I want to thank you for your contribution and, uh, you know, and, and recognize you for, for, for what you have done for popular culture and Jamaican music and broadcasting too. Don't forget that. And, 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 and social, social communication because you have made a major impact in that area too with your work at the National Family Planning uh, Board. So salute to you, Leo, and uh -huh. all the best for, you, for, for the rest of the future. All right? Yeah. The only thing I would say to you is that we're depending on people like yourself, you know, academic activists, social you know, anthropologists and all these kind of people to really help get the message out and kind of create a structure that our people can look at and, and, and help them direct themselves. Because trust me, you see, especially now with, the, with this virtual world that's coming, it 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 um it can be problematic. Yeah. We want to keep that Jamaicanness that you have and re do the rebound as you say. Yeah. We need help and we need help from people like yourself who have the platform and the voice so and the research. Yeah. Help, you know? Ah. So give thanks to the editor, Dr. Howard. Yes, sir. Leo Reggio, <laughs> a visualizer, director, a communicator, broadcaster. And uh, most of all, a uh, lover of Jamaican culture. Bless him. No doubt. Same to you, Dennis. All right.